confessions with Christina, I know that you are shocked. Two weeks in a row? Like, what in the world? But, you know, this is my therapy. It shouldn't just be my therapy. Really, I should be more consistent. And, and I'm going to be because it really helps to get it out and talk. Even though I do have good friends that I can vent to, sometimes I get scared. They get tired of hearing it. <laughs> your real friends do not get tired of hearing it. But the enemy likes to tell you that your friends get tired of hearing you, which actually is what we're going to discuss. Okay. I just made a post about, let me, about an hour, two hours ago. And it says, what does the enemy like to do? He likes to tempt you into thinking you're not enough. He likes to tell you that you'll never change. He likes to get you all up in your feelings of doubt and fear. He likes to make you question your decisions. And he likes to make you compare yourself to others. But what is the truth? So do you ever feel like that? Now, listen, now I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I have felt like that this weekend. Um, but nobody is doing it to me except the enemy and myself. Nobody else is making me feel this way. It's totally my insecurities, my thinking, and trying not to agree with what he's saying. But I know all of you on here are not maybe necessarily in the same position I'm in where what is going on in my life. Yours might be a relationship. Yours might be a family situation. Yours might be a new job. Yours might be um, in your job, but changing, you know. But anytime the insecurities come in, it's a chance for us to reflect and see what is in our heart. Them, those insecurities should not be in my heart. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit's in my heart. So therefore, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, then there should be no room for insecurities. But we know that old habits die hard, right? And a lot of people do not believe this when I tell them, yo, you're so confident, you're so outgoing. Listen, I, I mean, God has healed me a lot. He has healed me a lot with insecurity, but I have dealt with my fair share. I feel like sometimes I'm a therapist in it because I can like pinpoint and say, that's insecurity. Like when somebody says they're doing this or this is their actions, I'm like, that's a, that's a, a trait of insecurity. Like I can pinpoint it. I can see it. I can feel it in myself, you know. And when insecurities rise, we really have to take it out and examine, like, why is that in my heart? And how will you know if an insecurity is in your heart? I heard somebody say this one time. It's so good. The tongue tattletales on the heart. So if you find yourself telling someone this or saying it out loud or even thinking it, then you know it's coming out of your heart, okay? You know that it's in there, and what do we do about that? Like, we, we, we don't want it. We don't want to be insecure. We don't want to deal with an insecurity. We don't want to feel doubt and fear. If you are a child of God, which means if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, He is the, the master of your life. He is the one that you follow. He's the one you imitate. He's the one that you know gives you spiritual life on earth, you're not, you're not um, in part of the kingdom of darkness anymore. You're in part of the kingdom of God. You have made Jesus your Savior. Then you are a child of God. And when you are a child of God, that is our security. You know, Adam and Eve was in the garden completely secure. Completely. They walked around naked. They talked to God. They didn't have doubt. They weren't like, ooh, I can't do this. I can't run this garden. I can't raise, name these animals. I can't raise this farmland. They didn't have that doubt. But the second they ate the 
tree, you know, of the, the fruit of the tree. They did. In fact, they were shameful. They were insecure about their bodies. They covered up. They were insecure about God seeing them um, messed up. So they tried to hide. And of course, he knew who they were. I mean, I don't know why we tried to hide from God. The other day, I'm laying in my bed and I was feeling so much guilt and shame from a situation. I was mad at myself. I was beating myself up. And I started thinking, if this was my daughter or my son, and they came to me and they, they talked to me about it and they were just a mess with something that they had, you know, done. And I was like, listen, it's okay. It's okay. You know, you're forgiven. You're, you're okay. And they just kept beating themselves up about it. It would hurt my heart. And I always try to put myself in the situation to where how I see my kids is how God sees me times a thousand. He doesn't want us to beat ourselves up and to wallow in this shame and guilt and insecurity and, um, and fear. He doesn't want us to wallow in that. We are his child. And if, and if, and here's the if, if we've come to him and talked to him about it, that's it. You know, like that's it. If we've discussed it with him, then I don't believe there needs to be any more shame and guilt. Now there might be conviction, conviction of this is not what I have that's best for you. I do not want you doing this anymore, but not the beating up like we do ourselves. That comes from the enemy. You know, the enemy loves to tempt us and then turn around and be the accuser. Tempts you to do something and then turns around and accuses you like, oh, you just thought that you were following God's will. You just thought you heard from him. You just thought that that was the right decision. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, he comes and he just tries to beat us over the head with accusatory things. That's why he's called the accuser. He tries to beat us over the head with lies that are very easy to believe. I mean, it's very easy for me to believe that I don't deserve God's love. I know what I've done. I know I've been a mess. It's very easy for me to believe that I don't deserve good things to happen to me. It's very easy for me to believe that I can't do something or that I'm hurt, that I heard wrong from God. But if you listen to me last week, the reality is, is if you make the wrong decision and you're doing it with a heart of humbleness, I believe that he will pick you up and put you on the right track. The humbleness is the key, really, right there. Something else that we have to remind ourselves of is that we've been studied. Okay, we have an enemy and he studied us and he knows where to pull. You know, like he knows what to poke. He knows what to whisper in your ear. He knows your insecurity. He's watched you, so he knows it. So, of course, that's what he's going to put in your ear. So something that he might whisper in my ear or shoot a fiery dart at might not be the same insecurity that he does to you. But he knows it. And the second we realize it, we need to take that thought captive, okay, and take it to the obedience of Christ. I imagine myself having a thought in my brain, knowing that it's a lie, knowing it's not true. How do I know it's not true? Because I can compare it to the Word of God, okay? And I'm going to do that in just a second. I'm going to show you guys. But taking that thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. So I imagine myself taking a thought, like a thought's in my brain. I put some handcuffs on it, and I walk it right up to Jesus. And I say, Jesus... Is this what you think about me? Is, is, this, is this the truth of, of who I really am? I take it to him. And if it's not true, then I get rid of it. Now, me, being an overthinker, sometimes I like to try to dissect them lies and like, why do I, why? What happened in my childhood that made me think of that? I mean, sometimes you might need to do that. Sometimes if it's an ongoing occurrence that affects like 
so many areas of your life. There might be some room there for some deep digging. I can tell you I've done it. I know where a lot of my insecurities come from in my childhood. I know, but as far as a lot of the things, I just need to say, that's not true. That's not true. I'm taking it to the obedience of Christ. I'm taking it and putting it in front of Jesus and letting him tell me, that is not true about you, Christina. You are not worthless. I mean, I thought you were dying for. That's what I imagine Jesus saying. You know, I imagine the father saying, you're my child. I love you. Like, I don't want I don't want to watch you beat yourself up. You've already talked to me about this. You've already come to me, repented, confessed. Stop beating yourself up. I have stuff for you to do. I have people for you to love on. And I want to encourage you to listen. I just felt like God wants me to share this with somebody. Imagine that this is what he's saying to you. You are my child. I love you. I forgive you. I've redeemed you. You are not a part of the kingdom of darkness anymore. You are mine. You are secure in me. You are complete in me. And I love you. I I want that relationship with you. Do not run from me. Do not turn your back out of shame and put up a wall. Just talk to me. Talk to me about what's bothering you. Talk to me about the lies you're believing. Let's, let's nip them in the bud. He might not say nip in the bud, but you know what I mean? That's what I imagine that he would say to us. I want to read to you some of the declarations that I have on my mirror in my bathroom to remind me who I am in Christ. Now, like I just said, if you are a child of God, and you know, God is the creator. He is the creator. He created everything. But his children are ones that have accepted Jesus as their Savior, that have taken that that choice. You know, we weren't we we didn't choose to be born into the world. We didn't choose to be born into our flesh, but we do choose to be born into his kingdom. And it's no work of our own. It's only the Holy Spirit that has quickened our hearts and we've stepped forward and said, Okay, we've well we've We've listened to that voice, I guess you would say. We've we've given in, but we haven't done anything to earn that. Nothing at all to earn that. But these are the things that we get as an inherited child of God. It's very exciting. And I put this on my mirror in the bathroom so that I can read through it a lot of mornings. Um, I'm not going to read the verses that goes with it because uh, there's a lot of them. I just want to go through some of them quickly. But you can find every single one of these if you go to Google and type in who am I in Christ? Okay, so I am God's child. I have been justified. I am Christ's friend. I belong to God. I am a member of Christ's body. I am assured that all things work together for my good. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. Now that one right there, I love. Okay, because how much do we hear about like the mark of the beast and some of that? Okay, so we've been sealed by God. He has put His mark on us. You are his. I am his. That right there should really take out any insecurity that I have about anything. Honestly, it really should. It's my mind that ever thinks that I get mad at. I am confident that God will perfect the work that he has begun in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I am hidden with Christ in God. Hidden with Christ in God. Okay, he stands in front of me like we're behind him hidden. I don't have to fight my battles. He fights them for me. I am humbly hidden behind him. Do you get that? Does that make sense? I have not been given a spirit of fear, 
but of power, love, and self-discipline. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I am blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. I am chosen before the creator of the world. I am holy and blameless. That's hard. Now, that one's hard, ain't it? I used to think that makes me kind of prideful. But every single one of these that I'm saying is only because of Jesus. That's why it says who I am in Christ. Only because of Jesus. I'm not holy because of Christina. And I'm sure not blameless because of Christina. But God sees me as holy and blameless because I'm hidden behind Christ. I am adopted as his child. I am given God's glorious grace lavishly and without restriction. I am in him. I have redemption. I am forgiven. I have purpose. I have hope. I am included. I am sealed. I am a saint. I am the salt and light of the earth. I have been chosen and God desires me to bear fruit. I'm a personal witness of Jesus Christ. I am God's co-worker. I'm a minister of reconciliation. I am alive with Christ. I am raised up with Christ. I am seated with Christ. I have been shown his incomprehensible riches of God's grace. God has expressed his kindness to me. I have been brought near to God through Christ's blood. I have peace. I have access to the Father. I'm a member of God's household. I am secure. There's so many. I could just go on and on and on, but you can you can look them up. Like I said, if you go to Google and, and type in who am I in Christ. But those right there should, they sh- it should put out any kind of insecurities I have. Why doesn't it? It doesn't it because it, when it doesn't, it's because I'm not believing what the Bible says. It's because I'm not remembering what the Bible says. It's because I'm not acknowledging or saying out loud to myself to remind me what the Bible says. So if you are dealing with some insecurity, if you are dealing with these lies that the enemy is whispering in your ear about anything, it could be anything going on in your life that is bringing you fear, is bringing you anxiety, is bringing you insecurity, then I want to encourage you to print this list out, put it on your mirror, read it every morning, get in the Word, look up the verses that go with it. When you type in, who am I in Christ, usually the um, papers always have the verse that, that this comes from. So look them up, study them. That is how we fight insecurity. We fight the battles with the Word. I can't fight this battle by trying to go out and get more knowledge or puff up with pride or or get arrogant like I'm not going to feel insecure. You know, a lot of times I feel insecure around people and they haven't done anything. It is my own insecurity that feels like I'm beneath them. But very easily I could think, oh, they think they're better than me and then get resentful or bitter. And that's that's not, that's not what God wants us to do. People can't make you feel some way. We have to accept that. It's like taking a box from somebody. Like, you accepted that you felt that way. They didn't make you take that box, and they didn't make you feel that way. You accepted it. Does that make any sense at all? Like, I see it in my mind, but I don't know. So I want to encourage you to just remember who you are in Christ. I want to encourage me to remember who I am in Christ. Because this weekend has kicked my butt. I'm just going to tell you. And... I'm just, I'm just not going to let the devil have any more minutes of my time. You know, in the grand scheme of things, where are we going? Like, that's what I remind myself all the time. Like, Christina, where are you going? Are you on your way to heaven? Okay. In the grand scheme of things, not, all this is temporary. It's all temporary. What matters is, do we follow Christ? Do we show Christ's love to others? Do we 
you know, magnify his name? Do we glorify him? Do we, do we remember who is our creator? Who gives us every blessing? Do we remember who we're securing? Do we? We need to. Or else we feel like we're losing the battle. And Jesus already won the battle. He already won it. I mean, feelings are a lie. I might feel like I'm losing the battle, but that's not the truth. Jesus already won it. I just need to walk in that. I need to remember that. I heard somebody say we walk from a place of victory. We don't walk in a place to victory. The victory's already been won. You walk of it like you are coming out of victory, like you have the victory already. You're not like running trying to get it. You already have it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Not me, not you. Jesus did it. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can humbly come and talk to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your security. Forgive us where our insecurities are still in our heart. Forgive forgive them and pull them up. Show them to us. Let us see them for what they are, a lie from the enemy. Help us to remember that who we are in you is, is the only thing that matters. That's all that matters is who we are in you and what you did on that cross, what you sacrificed, what you gave to us. You gave us back our security. You gave us back our peace. You gave us back our joy. You gave us back everything that the enemy stole. And we praise you for it. We glorify you for it. We thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, find me on social media at Christina Smith McCulley on all platforms. My prayer is that this episode helps you and your walk with Christ. Podcasts are uploaded every Sunday, and if you hit that subscribe or follow show button, you'll receive a notification. Have a great week, friend.